Welcome back, everybody, to Rules of the Arena number 59. As many of you know, this show would not be possible... Excuse me, without Blind Ninja Studios. So BNS produces many shows outside of mine, uh, ROA, and No Story Left Behind, such as Department of Fence, Homebrew Bound, Soundwave, Legends of Lothos, and more recently, they just launched a new show called Hot Barrel Happy Hour. You might remember Brian and Justin, the founders of Hot Barrel Brewing, and they've been guests of the shows in previous years, and they've now launched their own podcast. So make sure to subscribe to Hot Barrel Happy Hour wherever you listen to your favorite shows to get the latest news and information from Hot Barrel Brewing in Hudson, Wisconsin. With that, I'll let them do the talking. Enjoy. Hey, howdy, craft beer lovers. Welcome to the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. I'm Brian, and with me as always is Justin, and we're here with producer Casey. The Hop and Barrel Happy Hour is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons. Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romanski, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, Hop and Barrel, and brand new Black Belt patron, and you can do this too, uh, Phil Feldman, uh, brand new uh, you can support Blind Ninja Studios, us, uh, and everything else on the network on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Blind Ninja Studios or by following the Patreon link at the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. So we're sitting here about to record episode 11, which includes news and updates about the Hop and Barrel Brewery from April 19th to May 2nd. Hey, Justin. Hello, Brian. I have a very, very weird question for you. Um, and I want to know what is something that everybody looks stupid doing? Podcasting. <laughs> Pooping? Pooping. I'm going to go with that. Podcasting, <laughs> I disagree with. I think, I think we all look pretty cool with our headphones and our beers and our microphones. And we're in a professional-looking studio. <laughs> I think that's where we're at. But... I think what we should do first is crack open up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what you didn't see was Justin open two beers. One with, <laughs> with, one, with one hand. Two beers with two one. beers, one hand. <laughs> Where are those fake? The legend grows. Catch him on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. So we're gonna drink Minnesconsin here, and I have also got an auxiliary modelo. Oh, yeah, specifically for Brad Knickerbocker. <laughs> on, on, on that note, can I, can I shout out your guys's uh, story from the other week on Instagram? You may. Because that was hilarious. <laughs> when uh, you had the box of Lemon Breaker and you pulled out a Modelo, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were, uh, it was very pointedly for a, a small group of people, and you, Casey, you were one we, of them. Yeah, we, we didn't even know if we were going to post that one publicly. That was mostly filmed for friends. I'm like, Ah, we posted. I still think it was fun. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> so we're pouring Minnesconsin. <laughs> While we're filling our glasses, tasting this fine beer, let's find out what Justin has been up to beer related lately. Well, uh, kind of a, a bit of a tease, but I've, I've been putting a lot of energy into working on uh, finding a place to contract brew our lemon breaker. Um, yeah, we both have been. There's yeah. been a lot of like, how do we do this? What are our connections and how do those look? Who can we talk to to make this happen? So I, I think we'll have some news pretty shortly, probably mm-hmm. in the next podcast. Um, somewhere between this podcast and the next, we'll have some Ooh. things to update on. 
in if we had talked about any of the other any spots before um i don't think any of those ended up working out and we're we've we've kind of moved you know moved on um to to a spot that we'll talk about later yep cryptic i know purposeful tease but it's been taking up a lot of time so that's what comes to mind totally and i really did think that this would happen a lot more quickly but apparently it didn't casey beer related Beer related. Um, let's see. It's been a lot of homebrew stuff for me. Um, we have officially started rebrewing uh, everything for the Every Style Challenge. So if you've listened to uh, Homebrew Bound at all, um, you'll kind of know what that means. But basically, a uh, quick recap of that is I brewed 80 different styles of beer in 80 weeks, going through every ale in the BJCP guidelines, which is the Beer Judge Certification Program. Ales, not lagers. Ales, not lagers, yeah, because I did not have a lagering setup. Not at the time, now you do. Now I do, and so now people are clamoring for the Every Style Challenge Lager Edition. Yeah, if you want to listen to some of those episodes, or all of them for that matter, you can check out on the Blind Ninja Studio Network. We've got the uh, the fantastic podcast, which is called Homebrew Bound. Homebrew Bound, and I would uh, will I co-host that with Casey. Yep, they let me come on every once in a while. Yeah. If, if you if you're if you're really yeah. into like like n- nerdy beer shit, like <laughs> you you'll like it. Like, and, and I, mean, I don't know any other way of putting it, but we we yeah. go pretty deep into the pain on that. We, so we can and and do yeah, yeah. worth Absolutely. checking out. Yep. I think as far as that goes, then, yeah, that's what I've been up to beer related lately is starting to think about new recipes for, you know, another tease, some an IPA series that we're hopefully going to be coming up with. And then also what we'll talk about on the episode that we'll record later um, with the malting company. that Sugar Creek Malt was Company. So cool uh, to send us uh, some malt, some handcrafted uh, malt. Um, so we'll talk about that more on the show. But I think that's kind of what I've been up to is kind of thinking about um, actually brewing a beer for the first time. Well, it's it's now currently a race whether you're going to brew on my homebrew system or the Hoffman Barrel Pilot system first. I'm guessing it'll be the homebrew system <laughs> first. <laughs> getting getting my ass out of my desk chair to. To do a brew at the brewery is very, very tough. Uh, well, I mean, and this might not be on your guys' list, but speaking of the pilot system, uh, mm-hmm. what's new on that line? Ooh. Well, what a segue. Yeah, so, what's the... That's why they pay me the big buck. No, no, it's... It, you he know, doesn't even have the notes, too. No, I know. That was actually great. Yeah. That was that was impressive. You were really good at this podcasting thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's been nine years, man. Yeah, no, I I, nine so, years later. We had a, a bit of a slowdown. We were hoping to have some news on what's getting packaged up, but we... I mean, to, to show all the cards, we were re-insulating all the pipes... In the brewery, we didn't have the proper grade insulation when oh, we first started. It's for it, the glycol chiller. Okay. Yep. So it's getting redone, but what was supposed to be a two-day project has turned into an eight business day project. I, you know, and then I, I'm staring up at the ceiling at these pipes that are dripping condensation. Are you guys doing it yourselves? God no. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, the company that we contracted to install it in the first place, um, I don't know where the disconnect is, so I'm not going to shout anyone's name out. You know, that wouldn't be appropriate anyway, but we have a chiller that sits on the roof and keeps the tanks you know, you've sometimes you got to get them. Well, we got to get them down to 32 degrees mm-hmm. to crash them. 
And so there was a lot of condensation on the the send and the return, um, which was causing a pink. Um, I don't know. I was just say pink gawk. It's actually called ATP. If you want to get like technical about it, it's a you know type of bacteria that goes anaerobic by forming a bubble over itself, and then it just sits and reproduces under this bubble anaerobically. And so you, you, if you see pink gawk at a brewery, that things are not good. People aren't being clean. Things, something's wrong. And so we looked up at the ceiling, and you know, I brought the company out that contracted another company to install this. And you know, the paperwork went across someone's desk that said, "Well, it needs to be this type of insulation," and and somebody missed it. And so instead of you know having this chiller that it was insulated to to handle 30 degree or 32 degree uh it, the insulation was installed with the basis of a 55 degree temperature that's a little bit of a difference quite it, a difference yeah. yeah and so you know it took unfortunately it took about three years for it actually only took about two years before i was like what the hell is going on but it took in, that much time and research to understand that somebody put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, yeah. if, if you will. But it's getting made right, and the yes. bottom line sold the pilot system down a little bit because everything mm -hmm. got slowed down. So we will be packaging up the first couple beers in the next two weeks, and then next on deck is... The Mexican lager we were hoping to have out for the Sundown Taco Throwdown. Oh, slow your roll there. What was... What's That's like the Zorro Maximus? Or? Yeah. Oh, what, what oh the first the one's coming out. Excuse mm -hmm. me. I, I'm talking about what we're brewing yeah. next. When the first one's coming out are going to be Zorro Grande. Zorro Grande, sorry. The 9% uh, amber... <laughs> I was close. Zorro amber Grande ale. is a lesson in efficiency. Whew. Yeah, we uh, we thought the smaller system would be less efficient, and it ended up being way, way more. When you guys uh, use the word efficiency, what do you mean? We're talking about how well it converts the starches to sugars during the mash. So, you know, typical professional brew house, you'll talk 80, 85%, maybe, maybe getting higher on a bigger system. So moving to a smaller system, we moved it down thinking it wouldn't be as efficient. Yeah. Kind of like a homebrew setup. Mm -hmm. You're calculating 75 to 80%. Instead, this thing ended up being like 93% efficient and we're still honing it in. So yes. more efficient means more alcohol. Well, it means it can make more alcohol with less malt. It'll, it'll convert more of those sugar or more of those starches to sugars in a given pound. Yeah. So what, well, what is our actual efficiency? 93? 93. What did you write the recipe first towards? 70, 75. Five. Okay. So if you- 20% <laughs> more booze. If you take 10 pounds of sugar, <laughs> just an expected uh, 7.5 pounds to come out mm -hmm. but what came out was 9.3 pounds yep and so a lot more sugar was available to be fermented and so yeah the alcohol was cranked uh it it put the body out of whack it put the whole system out of whack is it is it a beer that's undrinkable no <laughs> is it a beer that's very drinkable but just a little has a little bit more booze in it yeah yep so, so we, we, we learned that lesson. That'll be getting packaged You can't up. learn that lesson until you actually run a yeah. brew through it. We, we, knew the yeah. first, we knew the first 
beer going through you, it was you, going to be you have to estimate well at least you came out on the right side of that equation instead yeah. of under, it, instead under of it being equation, under yeah. that would have been extremely disappointing which this speaks to the company's sabco that custom built our system that the efficiency would be that high casey what is the efficiency on your system uh depending on the beer i'm making uh between like 73 and 81. Yeah. So if we're on this pro system sitting at 93, we're like, yeah, yeah. tucking our, thumb, um, tucking our thumbs in our belts and chuckling. So, so every, <laughs> every piece of homebrewing software and I guess even stuff that you guys use it when you, when you baseline start is 75. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Beersmith, you know. It's yep, we, yep. It's kind of the be all and all. Well, actually, if you listen again, if you listen uh, to Homebrew Bound, Brewfather, and like there's all these other ones, some yeah. new software. So, so anywho, we'll have that one shortly, and then the one I think uh, at least I've been hearing the most about is the Black Milkshake IPA. Will be that's up. what I was waiting for you. To I <laughs> know. <laughs> I was. Is, is that the one where you put all the buzzwords in a bottle and? Yep. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. All the buzzwords. Black <laughs> Milkshake IPA coming up the last Saturday of the month. I think. Well, I should look at my calendar. I'm, I'm just guessing at this point. It know. should be out of tank at this point. It's just that we've got so much. That may end, there's a there's a decent chance that may end up being our. Although it doesn't fit with tacos, that could be the one we throw at the Sundown Taco Throwdown to have out uh, since we couldn't get the Mexican Lager through in time. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that the Mexican Lager needs to be paired with tacos just because. I feel like with pork belly, it's rich enough where we, you know, we got something like yeah. a little bit. I mean, a, a quick caveat to that: intensity. Um, all beer should be paired with tacos. Well, that's true. There's a taco for every beer. <laughs> 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 but but the uh, the pilot system is is gonna start unleashing here in the next week, and then we'll we'll keep it going now that we've got it kind of honed in and specialized and got the first few beers planned out for what they're gonna be. Yeah, so we're feeling really good about the pilot system. Yes. There's good tanks in and all that jazz. So moving on to kind of more like sales news. Ooh. Yes, we had a heck of a week at the Airborne Disc Golf Preserve. Well, we had two interesting things that will potentially you'll see us on ESPN. Yeah. On like ESPN2 or like true ESPN? <laughs> True ESPN. <laughs> God, why does everyone say that? So we brought, I brought this up somewhere else, and and someone just goes ESPN the Ocho. And just I'm some like, random dude at the end of the I, bar too. I would Come be on. happy with our beer company shop and brand being <laughs> on the Ocho. Okay, I, I mean, mean, someone is watching. I, I had to make one of the jokes. The other one was <laughs> like, oh, like, do they just, like, let the discs live in the wild in the preserve? Or? Yeah, <sighs> they do until someone yeah. scubas them out of the pond. <laughs> Which, thanks, thanks for that, guys, by the way. <laughs> in any case, the, the Airborne Preserve is a professional disc golf course that's been built on, an, on a former ball golf course. Now... Uh, two courses. I think it's just called golf, Brian. Sure. No. Uh, two <laughs> two courses were built in April of last year, very quickly, um, on some land um, that is uh, being used by professional disc golfer Kale Laviska. Um, and then they've got a tavern that has beer and food. You know, uh, so after your round, you can 
uh, go get some beer and some food. Uh, we are doing a couple beers up there. Two for now, four by the time March-ish, March, end of March rolls oh, around. End, yeah. end of May. Or I'm sorry, end of May. What is it? Oh, my God, we're in April. It's April. Oh yeah. God, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we're May, over halfway through, bud. For fuck's sake. Uh, I know. Anyway, long story short, we've got Airborne IPA, which is our Crooked Grin, and Lynx Lager, which is the beer we're drinking today, which is Minisconsin, Hellas Lager, which is actually also the base for the Lemon Breaker, which is going to be the third beer that will, that will appear at the preserve, so you'll be able to catch those three plus a rotator. We're thinking a sour or maybe another type of IPA, and you know, whatever kind of works up there is what we're going to go with. But the third course at the preserve has been finished. It's called Red Fox. It was available for leagues last week. You got leagues Wednesday, and then it's five bucks to play one of the courses, ten bucks for an all-day pass up there. So if you want to get up to Clearwater, it's about seventy minutes from Hudson, and even less from the cities. It's fantastic. Truly phenomenal. I'm I'm clearly not as much of a disc golf player as Brian. What's your ranking? I they don't give me a ranking. It's a rating. <laughs> oh, it's, I, it's, it's the same as mine. It's a, yeah, it's a, no, it's a rating. I've, I've, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I apologize. My rating went down three points today. I'm I didn't mean to bring it up. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Feeling mm-hmm. real, real chapped about that. I lost uh, first place. I took second place. I lost first place to a kid <laughs> who was, you know, twelve or thirteen. It's fucking great. There's always somebody younger, Ryan. Yeah. There always will be. But I, I enjoyed playing there. This is the, the first time I've, yeah. you know, I played some of the local courses a, a few times, but the first time I played a professional course, and uh, it was it was eye-opening, and it was really cool the fact that I used to be quite an avid uh, uh, ball golfer, and the fact that they took a derelict uh, ball golf course and the way they save some cool things and are letting it restore to nature but keeping some cool nods to it it's a really cool use of the land um but getting a lot more use out of it than a a ball golf course that kind of eats up a a lot of land it's really really cool what they're doing there i do think that that kale and um jake ruiz and alex and everybody that's up there are making a very uh, you know well you know and grizz and I, i i'm sorry i'm leaving out a bunch of names if kale and everyone is listening to this but I think everyone's done a really great job putting this together uh, and and quickly, um, too. So, um, But to, to tie to the ESPN thing, um, not to leave you hanging on that answer, they, they have a massive tournament coming up at the end of July that we'll be sponsoring and up there as a big part oh, of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, this so. is on the Disc Golf Pro Tour, period. Yep. Uh, you know, and then we will have uh, that going on and then had to move to a kind of a different, I don't know, personal singular sport. <laughs> uh, our good friend Michael Congdon uh, is participating in a type of strongman competition. It Well... No, it, it is a, it, it's a true strongman competition, but ESPN has decided to to expand instead of just airing the you know everyone's familiar with the the super heavyweight well, yeah, guys you, who you lift see trucks. The, and, what is it? The mountain he, the, is yeah. the strongest, or at one point was the strongest man in the country. So the mountain is in you know our one of our favorite shows, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, and he does strongman, but it's always in the the like super heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not familiar enough to probably be getting. If if you would like right. to learn more about this, you can actually uh, listen to Rules of the Arena with Mike Congdon, where 
he talked well, about it go. after his win. <laughs> that would be another that would be a show probably better than, than letting us butcher this conversation. Yeah. But but the gist of it is that ESPN is going to start picking up some of the I hate the word lower, but like lighter weight brackets. Mm-hmm. And he has a decent shot at uh, making one of these brackets in a national tournament upcoming. So he's got a, a you know, a, a contest to get into That's it. That's exciting. We're going to yeah. like, before he competes, we're going to go and glue a bunch of uh, hop and barrel patches to his face and yep. biceps. <laughs> and that sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you know, Congdon, he can't sit still. Yep. And so it's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, just hold them down. He can't be that strong. Well, he asked for patches and stickers, so I'm assuming. Oh God! <laughs> one on each, one on each ass cheek. It's. Oh, sorry. If you got kids in the car, my bad. Anyway, <laughs> those are so, donkeys. Donkey. <laughs> so that was uh, <laughs> sales news. Lovely. It sounds uh, like you guys some, so have some really cool stuff coming we up. We do. This is our favorite time of year when things really get going and, you know, sort of suffering the the end of the lovely pandemic COVID winter. Well, and, and like sort of the spring's happening. You guys have a bunch of cool stuff, stuff happening. Yeah, and, and it's not doing justice. We'll, we'll talk about a lot of it, but there's a mm. lot of cool things with some really unique restaurants we've oh. been visiting the last couple of weeks that um, – you know, we'll try to we'll try to talk about more of them as they're coming. But yeah, the I mean, the tap room in St. Joe was pretty amazing. There's some really interesting things going on out there. Yeah, the tap room news is going through the roof. I mean, we talked about it before. We talked about the taco throwdown. That's May six. Now you can go onto the Facebook, uh, the Hop and Barrel Facebook, and you can get. There's the studio dog. Give us a bark. How about no? No. Okay. Uh, you can uh, check out the Facebook and get tickets online. So now uh, pre-sale tickets are $30 for the taco throwdown, 40 at the door. Um, they're going to go quick. Uh, within only a day or so, we're, we're, we're 20 tickets down, and you know we're not going to turn anyone away. We have plenty of space. Which, to put it in perspective, in the prior years, we've had about 20 to 30 pre-sale tickets for the entire event. When and then hundreds of people. So this is our big charity event this year. We're working with Operation Help, which is a local St. Croix County group um, that's doing some great things for local families during these times. And I, you know, we had done mental health in the past and the uh, locally, and then the fire station as well. And then obviously skipped a year last year. But we we're very concerned with. Everything local that's going on. So we've, again, not tried to push anyone out of this. But what we've tried to do is include um, downtown um, because that's our more hyper-local economy. Um, And then getting, you know, operation help involved is obviously more a little bit more broad. But this is all really important to us, obviously, because you you guys in the local area buy a lot of beer from us. So. Um, so yeah, May 6th, Taco Throwdown, check out, check out online for the details, but, uh, hope to see you there, whether you come pre-sale or show up that night. So May 6th is a Thursday and we've always tried to do this Taco Throwdown on Thursdays because the chefs are free to run amok and make stuff happen. And then Fridays and Saturdays, you know, stuff gets pretty serious downtown. Now, uh, that being said on Saturdays at the brewery, we're going to start featuring a food truck every Saturday. Uh, it's going to be different. So, you know, again, check out the, the ongoing event and we'll be able to, you, you'll be able to, uh, check out which food trucks coming through. Yeah. Check out every time we have a new truck, we'll do a post about the new truck the week before on Instagram and then check out our story for who's going on 
that week once that's once it gets going. But we are booked May through October. We May have, through October. We yeah. have one Saturday left we're looking to fill. So if anyone knows a food truck for June fifth, <laughs> reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. So then Fridays are going to be a music happy hour as well. Uh, we can talk. We talked a little bit about that with Zeb last time, so we'll kind of push on that. Uh, Firewater is going to be playing the Big Tent Revival coming up in June. In June. Um, and then more immediately for music, we'll have Good Morning Bedlam. On May 1st. May 1st. Yep. Uh, Good Morning Bedlam. Every time they hit us up, we try to get them out. Um, yeah. They're usually on tour. They are relentlessly touring. They're kind of a, a bluegrass affair, and there's uh, uh, you know people jumping around with their violins and ukuleles. It's uh, fiddles. You call them fiddles, fiddles, right? Fiddles. Well, if you play a violin a certain way, it's more of a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> fiddles. I don't know if that's true. I can't. It sounds wrong. I. Why? I don't. I don't know. Is it the? I think it's just because it did, came was, from you. Was I, <laughs> <laughs> was I not sure? Did, did I? Did I not look you in the eye when I said that? Yeah. <laughs> Let me try again. Hey, Casey. Yeah. If you play it a certain way, a violin is a fiddle. Well, now I trust you. Sweet. <laughs> good deception roll. Roll D20. I mean, so that's great. It, uh, for brewery news, taproom news, sales news, there's a lot going on. If you guys have questions about that, you can hit us up. I think we should probably get out of here for the week. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I looked it up, and you're right and wrong. About the fiddle? Yeah. Oh. You only have two computers in meant, front of you. I, I thought he meant we shouldn't get out of here for the week. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. You guys are welcome to stay. That's fine. No, right. he wants us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> But you Pod- guys have to look podcast over. <laughs> oh, there it is. In any case, we do appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for tuning in. This this is super fun for us. I know a, f- a lot of listeners have reached out and said, hey, thanks for doing it. And one listener reached out and said that we were giggly and all over the place. And I think that's great because that's that's how I want to run this. Uh, but we appreciate you tuning in. If you have questions, comments, or what have you, send us an email at info at hoppinbarrelbrewing.com. You can find out about our beer and find our beer in northwestern Wisconsin and all around the Twin Cities area, but not directly in the Twin Cities area. If your local establishment doesn't have our beer on tap or on the shelf, please ask them. It really helps us out because, unfortunately, we cannot ship beer to individuals you can find hop and barrel on facebook at hop and and follow us at in, on instagram at hop and barrel you can also send a message to feedback at blind and find them on facebook at facebook.com backslash blind ninja studios plenty of fun things going on, on the blind ninja studio networks so we're looking at almost nine years of bs with them and follow them on twitter at blind underscore ninja thank you casey we'll see you guys next time
thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the crossover. And many of you have asked, how can you help with the show? First off, please leave a review and drop a comment wherever you find your favorite podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Spotify. Secondly, click the link in the episode notes there. You will find a link to a chip tip jar. Just $1 a month is all I ask. You can also head over to patreon.com slash rules the arena and become a patron today. Last but not least, last but not least, I do have a store, uh, but it is currently down. I'm working on moving it, but it should be back up soon, hopefully here by the end of the month. And make sure you go over there, check out the full line of shirts, leggings, sweatshirts, and more. We have a limited release coming out in July with J.E. Collins Photography and Colin Hamelswing from episode 49. And if you want to keep up and touch keep in touch <laughs> keep in touch with upcoming live recordings future guests and limited merch releases like and follow the show on facebook and instagram both at rules of the arena podcast and don't forget to check out my other show called no story left behind that's available on its own feed wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and if you have any comments questions ideas or would like to be a guest on either show you can shoot me an email gordon at blind ninja studios.com thank you everyone and we'll be back next week with a new episode we'll catch you next time